You can be a kind and a good person, but also still need to tell cunts to fuck off. Do try it. It's good for the soul. Do it daily. Don't stop. You must never stop. The future depends on it. The choice is yours. No, Muppet, that's not nice. Jank says, I would never tell you to fuck off. Unless you deserved it. How about another episode? Let's try that. Let's get this shit started. Janky Town. Jack. Hit the ground. Jack. We can get the janky poppin'. That's a sound. Jack. Jack. We make your frown. Jack. Go upside down. Jack. It's getting janky. We the greatest pound for pound. What up, Dave? Jack. What up, Dave? Jack. What up, bro? Jack. What up, Jank? What up, Dave? Jack. What up, Dave? Jack. What up, bro? Jack. What up, Jankster? It's getting janky. It's getting janky. It's getting janky. I love it when we jank around. It's getting janky. It's getting janky. It's getting janky. I love it when we jank around. Janky. Town. Who's back? You just couldn't get enough of Janky Town, could you, Christine? I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I guess you could get enough of it. <laughs> I guess, uh, like, I, I had to come back for more. That's right. You know, you should just tell your friends, Janksters. Once you get a little taste of Janky Town, you gotta come back for more. It's like heroin. But I, I don't not know. Not as clean. <laughs> Never. <laughs> done heroin i don't know <laughs> hey listen heroin is not a bad drug okay if you control it right okay. it's like fentanyl i mean sure it gets a bad rap because it kills kids either. and everything but you know you do it once and i've never done heroin but mike has and mike catherwood has and he told me it was the best feeling ever the first time then the second <laughs> time you're just an addict. okay so and maybe then- that was not a good good pull for me to compare to janky town i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's get into another episode, huh? You like movies, right? I do. Yeah. Were you excited about the Oscar nominations, the 94th annual or whatever the fuck it is, Oscar nominations? Uh, you know, I mean, back in, in the show days, I you know, we had to cover that stuff, so I would have to watch it. Yeah. I don't think I generally have watched an award show before or after mm-hmm. working on that show. I just don't care about that kind of stuff. I enjoy the product. I like listening to music. I yeah, like, yeah. you know, and I, and actually I do like watching the Grammys because I think I am so, you know, heavily like deep into so much music, but things like award shows and stuff, I don't know, the self-congratulatory stuff to me and like how much money someone spent on a dress or I, it just seems so silly and I it's not my jam. So you're not going to watch our friend Jimmy Kimmel host this year? I mean, I, wow. I'll okay. watch Jimmy. I'm going to let him know. I'm I will no, watch you're Jimmy. Not, you said no. You said no. He's a great host, by the way. Yeah. He's awesome. And I will watch Jimmy. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, people are upset over the Margot Robbie snub. Uh, yeah. And get a Greta Gerwig, right? Yeah. Like, they just don't like people. The, the, the men don't like people named Greta. I think. I think that's an. Is, it's is her that name. it? It's her name, Greta. Like she should change her name. What about Margot? <sighs> that's an old lady name too. Oh that's my, my grandma's God. name. That's my grandma's name. I mean, okay. So I don't think I don't think people named Greta and Margot are getting nominated now. If she was like, 
you know, Jenny Gerwig, probably, you know. Oh, Jenny Gerwig. But with a G, you know. Right, like, right, cool. right. Jenny cool, cool, cool Jenny. <laughs> and uh, and Robin Robert, Robin, what's her last name? Robin, Robin Robbie. Robin Robbie would have get nominated for an Oscar. Okay, so yeah. you think it is their names <laughs> that held them back. Yes. And not the fact that there's probably people on there that don't like them. Who doesn't like Margot Robbie? She's so hot. That's that is very true. Yeah, she is incredibly beautiful. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what the half those movies sometimes I get nominated. I'm just like, I don't get anyway. So I don't even care about the Oscars really. But you know who's not going to be at the Oscars or next year? Who's not going to get nominated? Who? <laughs> Jason Statham. I mean, okay, now <laughs> now you're talking my speed. So <laughs> so we saw a movie. That was recently released. Bumblebee. Called, no, it's called The Beekeeper. Oh, The Beekeeper. <laughs> Bumblebee. My God. I love Jason Statham. Me too. I will watch anything he's in. Me too. So I did. I watched Me too. this movie. We I went watched, with you. <laughs> we watched this movie. What were your thoughts on the movie The Beekeeper? 10 out of 10. <laughs> Standing ovation. Okay. If you want to watch The Beekeeper and you haven't watched it, too bad. I'm giving spoilers here because well, this is this has got to be one of the most – okay. Let, let me give you my Letterboxd review because you know, okay. I'm on Letterboxd now. So you could find me at Gizmo Kaka. That's, I'm not a joke. That's – that's what that's my name on, on Letterboxd. And do you know what Letterboxd is? I do. Okay, cool. So for those who don't know what Letterboxd is, I guess it's where all the cool kids are reviewing movies and giving their stupid opinions, which no one cares about. Social you, media for, for movie nerds. Yeah, but you can't even like a, a review or anything. Oh, you so, can't. No. You don't interact just, with you're it. You're just oh. seeing reviews. So that it's I like, didn't know. okay. So my this was my very first review for Letterboxd. And that's Gizmo Kaka on Letterboxd, okay. just like it sounds. Gizmo Kaka. <laughs> um, my, my review for The Beekeeper was unbelievable. <laughs> that's my review. Wow. For, and my review, as stupid as it was, was better than the movie. This movie was so dumb. I okay. I was, I thought you were gonna say bad, and then we would we would have some problems here, because okay. But the thing, it was fun. It was it incredibly was fun. It was dumb though. Okay, so are we gonna start breaking down the plot of movies like this? Because I'm gonna say that <laughs> the majority of them, probably ninety nine percent of them would be considered pretty dumb. Okay, here, here's the problem, though. I'm not upset about this, the the stupid part of, like, oh, someone took, a, a scammer took this lady's money that was taking care of him, and he, she killed herself, and then he went to go find them. I don't even care about that. Like, I get that. That's the plot. That's, that's what's going to happen. What pissed me off was just the amount of times they worked in the bee puns oh like, yeah he's a beekeeper he's taking care of his flock you're like what and he's the hive the hive hive my, my dave bad. my bad yeah yeah <laughs> birds of a feather feather flock together that's the saying but well that's the bird keeper then <laughs> we're not talking about that Maybe movie why i didn't like it because i was thinking about, but yeah the beehive he's taking care of the hive and then 
it switched over, and then the, there's a fucking scene where the lady's reading about, the detective is reading about bees, and did you know there's a queen killer? Like, what? And then every other word was, he's, he's a beekeeper, he's protecting the hive, and you're like, God damn There it. was a lot of bee talk, There's so I would much say, bee talk. But, um, but it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> but, okay, I also love... The Fast and Furious series. Yes, which, which is great. also love The Expendables. Yeah. I love Rambo. Yeah, yeah. I love... Oh, oh, don't you dare put Rambo in the same the same <laughs> sentence as Fast and Furious and The Beekeeper. The Beekeeper. Rambo, Rambo or fucking Oscar-worthy masterpieces Yeah, they were actually. I, I agree. Yeah, I except agree. except for five. I, no, no the, four. The one where he, the pink mist one. That was a stupid oh, one. Oh, yeah. The pink mist. <laughs> that was, was a dumb wild. one. Um, but... I'm just saying that you don't go to a movie like I want. I keep wanting to call it Bumblebee, um, like the Beekeeper, and try to um, dissect its um, plot points yeah. and its uh, maybe you know cultural relevance <laughs> or you know it maybe it's um, uh, you know w- whatever you're tr- looking for in these movies that get got nominated for best picture mm-hmm. of which I've seen maybe one, maybe it's Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. A lot of those movies just don't interest me, yeah. you know? And, and I like a lot of highbrow stuff. I love reading classic literature and stuff like that, but those types of movies to me are boring. Yeah. And so this is my, my jam. And if you, <laughs> if you want to know what should be nominated stories of guys who are killers with a heart of gold are my favorite category of movies. So <laughs> give me a John Wick. Give me a, a beekeeper any day over, I don't know what. Yeah. Well, you know what? It probably, it's not going to be nominated for a Oscar next year, but it will be nominated for a Razzie. I mean, no. For for what? For who, what, what was bad about it? The movie. We no, saw it was the, not we bad. We saw the movie. But anyways, the new Razzies, Uh, this year's Razzie nominations were announced. And I find these more fascinating than the Oscars because these are, like you said, these are the movies that we like to watch. Totally. The normal people. Yeah. Not the bougie people on fucking Letterboxd going, I actually enjoyed poor things because I love those. I'm like, shut up. Who cares? (laughs) I want to see the review for these movies. So I just wanted to to read the list of this year's nominees, some of the nominees. I'm not going to go through all of them. And tell me how many have you seen or or heard of. Okay. Because there's a lot that I was just like, what the fuck? All right. So for worst picture, The Exorcist believer oh i mean you know if, if one of those ads comes on i close my eyes i no yeah. likey uh, it, you knew it was going to be bad when they moved because taylor swift knocked them out of friday the 13th so, oh yeah uh the expendables for <gasps> christine i didn't even know it hit the theaters i i honestly i, I haven't seen it either know, i'm sorry we didn't it support it for like two weeks all right jason statham in the meg 2 the trench oh I didn't see the Meg until recently, and Kristen and I loved it. We wanted to see this, but this is when we were out of town. Yeah. So it went left theater so fast. That Let's have a Meg two party. I can't wait because I, I, I don't care. I'm gonna watch the Meg two. We oh, you might have to watch the Meg one with me first. <laughs> no, you have to watch it on your own. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not watching that again. But it, it was fun. It was fun. I it's enjoyed our boy it. Jason though. Yeah. Um, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Oh boy. <sighs> Zachary, what's his name? Zachary Levi. Oof, bad. Not only that, um, 
You know who else was in this? It was uh, Rachel Ziegler. Oof. Mm. Man, it was... It, Helen Mirren was in this movie. Really? Yes. And Lucy Liu. Oh, I, I love Lucy. I know. Oh, you think it's going to be a good movie? Nope. And then, yeah, it was just bad. It was it was a nice way to kill off the DCU. Just the Shazam Fury they got. Still better than Black Adam, though. Oh, boy. Um, and then the final nominee was Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which I didn't, <gasps> I didn't see that. I didn't see it either. Yeah. All right. Uh, worst actor, Russell Crowe, The Pope's Exorcist, who cares? Vin Diesel, Fast X, rightly so. Like, that was an awful movie. He, he deserved it. Um, I, I wouldn't say it was awful. It was a fucking it, awful It was movie. maybe not to the standard. It wasn't even good for Fast and Furious standards. Um, Which are very high. Let's just <laughs> yeah. clarify that. I Here's I the disagree. clear. I think this guy's the clear winner, though, for this year. Chris Evans in Ghosted. Did you see that movie? I didn't. With Anna de Armas? <sighs> Boy. Talk about no chemistry. Oh. Chris Evans and Anna de Armas. Nope. It's like two incredibly beautiful people, though. Like, how yeah, is there no chemistry? Exactly. You know? um, Jason Statham, Meg to the Trench, worst actor. And John Voight, Mercy. Yes, John Voight, bad actress. Worst actresses? Anna de Armas, Ghosted. Oh, Megan wow. Fox, Johnny and Clyde. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Selma Hayek, Magic Mike's Last Dance, Jennifer Lopez for Mother, and then Dame Helen Mirren for Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Can can we go back? There was another Magic Mike movie? Yeah, the final one. Wait, there was a second Magic Mike movie? Yeah, okay, there's I've four Magic out. Mike's movies, Wait, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, this, is a, this is a fun category, but we're a screen couple. And, and here are the is nominees. It Chris and Anna. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. No. Anna DeArmas and Chris Evans. And then the parentheses, who flunked screen chemistry. <gasps> I swear, you've never, these people, when the first 10 minutes of the movie, Chris is supposed to be this down and his luck guy who's looking for love. And like, she's like this hot, you know, person who's like wants to buy from him. And you're just like, buy flowers from me. He's like a gardener or whatever. And you're just like, do these people even know they're talking to each other? It's that bad. Wow. That's how bad Ghosted was. Um, but the other worst screen couple, any two merciless mercenaries from Expendables 4. Oh, no. Any two money-grubbing investors who donated to the $400 million for remake rights to The Exorcist. Oh, God. <laughs> Selma Hayek and Channing Tatum for Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, no. And Pooh and Piglet as bloodthirsty slashers and killers in Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I don't think we want to see violent Pooh. You know, I want to see my poo. <laughs> also all playing the, time. the troubadour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was uh, that was some of the nominees for the Razzies. You could go online and see the whole list. There's a bunch of shit there that we probably all saw and loved. Oh. It was great. Are you enjoying this episode? Okay, maybe you just want to be a part of the Janky Town community. Well, you can by joining Patreon. Just go to patreon.com forward slash jankytown and you could sign up for as low as $5. Show your support. $5 is all it takes. And if you want to even bump up that tier membership, you could select the squish tier. Now, what does that include? You'll never miss a Jankytown episode. You get them all. You'll also get a personalized video message from me and it will be janky. Plus, you get access to our WhatsApp group chat where you could talk to a bunch of other Squish members and myself. 
So you have access to me at all times. You can tell me how much I suck, share a story with me, tell me what you want to hear on the podcast, and participate by reacting to any of the stories that I do. And finally, One Jangsa will co-host with me every month. So join Patreon. It's only $5 to start or $15 for the Squish membership. And you could go to patreon.com forward slash jankytown. Appreciate it. Now back to the episode. All right, Christine, I want to know, I want to start a new segment called, would you try this? Okay. <laughs> All right. Would you try grilled ice cubes? Uh, I mean water? <laughs> uh, no, this bizarre trend has become popular in Changsha's night market in China. Okay. And involves flavoring ice with spices over a flame. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Priced at just $2, the result is a treat that is hot and smoky on the outside and cool and refreshing on the inside. Oh, hell yeah. Ice is sprinkled with oil and chili powder, cumin, scallions, and coriander. I don't know what that is. Uh, you got to try your ice with soy sauce, oyster sauce, or sesame oil. I mean, all, yes. Uh, snackers eat their grilled ice cubes with spoon or chopsticks. Yes to all of it. So would you... Can I, can oh, so, I oh, ask the question? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Would you try that? Yes, I would. All right. <laughs> That's... Would I try that? Probably. It's like shaved ice, right? Yeah, I was going to say. It's, it's like shaved like, ice. Like, uh, Except with no liquid sugar. Like or no like... calorie ice, like ice cream. All right. Okay, would you try this? It's the latest food TikTok food trend where you put olive oil and salt on ice cream. Oh, hell yeah. I've had it. It's so good. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. You're not good at this game. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, TikTok Hi. influencers Nara Smith and Claudia Solwiski have recommended the unusual topping to their millions of followers. Supposedly, uh, the combination adds texture to ice cream as well as salty, sweet flavor. However, flaky sea salt and not table salt is the key. Dua Lipa has long been a fan of olive oil and ice cream. And New York City-based Big A Ice Cream started serving the combo back in 2019, 2009. So, Christine, would you try olive oil on ice cream? Hell yeah, and I have, and it is delicious. Now, is it just regular, like, vanilla ice cream and you just pour olive oil on it? I've had it a couple times, actually, and... Like, so I would try this. Yeah. Especially you know, if Dua Lipa likes it. Because Dua Lipa, <laughs> if it's good enough for Dua Lipa, it's good enough for Dave. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh, you know how like magic shell or like caramel yes. that you put on top? Yeah. Think of that and just like with olive oil. Ooh. And then like some good like Malden, like crunchy salt. It's so good. But I also like the kind of savory side of desserts. Yeah. Which I know a lot of people don't. But like things like even like an olive oil cake is it's actually not that weird, you know, and a olive lot of people, cake I love. yeah, I know, it's love so delicious, right? Yes. And a lot of people who don't um, want to eat dairy, they do like olive oil substitutions in their yeah. baking. So I mean, it is a great combo. Add a little lemon to that and you are really speaking my language. Yeah. All right. So that's two for two of things you would try. I got two more things for okay. you. Would you try this? White Claw is introducing... 
Booze-free varieties. <laughs> the lineup gosh. includes black cherry, cranberry, mango, passion fruit, peach, orange blossom, and the lime yuzu flavors. Each can contains 2 grams of sugar and 15 calories. They're going to be in deep blue cans with yellow lettering. So, Christine, would you try alcohol-free White Claws? I mean, I think I'm already trying it, and it's called a LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> Or exactly, this is just seltzer water. It's, it's just yeah, it's a New York fruit seltzer. sparkling water. It's it's a New York seltzer. It's a New York seltzer. Probably not as good. What? What? Why? Is it just getting into the sparkling water game? Probably, probably they're just probably getting into like, all right, let's sell to people who can't drink and underage kids, right? Yeah, I mean, if like, you market it as White Claw zero percent, right, then people will want to drink it at a party. But you, but even in White Claw, like, uh, like I mean, not White Claw, but. Even if it's 0%, though, you don't want to even say 0% alcohol because um, you can't sell that to kids. You can't sell I mean, 0% I, to, I'm assuming, to anyone under 21. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because it's still considered an alcoholic beverage. And one last one. Would you try this? This one's actually a video that I'm going to show you. And okay. I want to know if you would try this. And please describe it. When you see it. Oh, no. All right. You ready? Okay. Would you try a Korean foot massage? <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at I that. I mean, okay. So there's a girl laying there. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Where somebody else's foot is giving her a face. What's <laughs> it sounding really bad? Uh, like a facial, but using the foot to manipulate the skin on the face. Look at that. She used her heel. Oh, and that's her a toes. toes. But the first part that we saw, it almost looked like a Flintstone cartoon. Like how fast her feet running, were, yeah. were moving. Yeah, like they're just, she's running on like her forehead. Like on her forehead. Yeah, ooh, reversed it. Yeah. Oh, the side of the oh head. Oh my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> I have to say, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Christine, would you try the Korean foot massage? Um, I'm going to say hell to the no. I don't like to touch. I mean, I don't have like a foot thing either way, good or bad, but I don't don't, want to touch your feet. I definitely don't want them on my face. Like (laughs) they looked pretty manicure though. I I, I don't care. I guess they looked like they were nice and pedicured. So someone puts like, you know, nail polish on a piece of poop, it's still a piece of poop. I mean, it's still a foot. But if the poop gives you fresh, nice skin, then you would do it, right? <laughs> I, I I, mean, no. <laughs> no, absolutely not. All right. How about a Mexican foot massage? Oh, Here you- I'm going to, no. <laughs> going to kill you. Well, all right, Christine. I know you got to go, but thanks for stopping by. Bye, Dave. Christine may be gone, but we're going to keep this janky episode going. How about an update? It's time to fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Man, fuck them kids. All my parents in the back screen. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Man, fuck them kids. Fuck that job and these bills. Fuck them kids. Here's an update to a story I did a couple of episodes ago. The Spirit Airline employee who put a six-year-old on the wrong flight to Florida has been let go, according to the airline. 
The six-year-old Casper was supposed to fly to Fort Myers for Christmas, but was put on a plane by himself to Orlando instead. His family was reportedly first told that he missed his flight, a claim that the was proven false when Casper called his grandmother from Orlando. The gate agent who made the error has lost their job. Any individual whose actions resulted in incorrect boarding will be held accountable for failing to follow our procedures, Spirit Airlines said in a statement. We're also reiterating our procedures to the team, and we are in communication with the child's family about this matter. I bet that plane was late because, you know, Spirit's never on time. But, yeah, they, they got to fire that person, right? You can't be fucking up kids flights and how do you put someone on the wrong plane how i don't get it man all right here's a fun story if aliens came down and started invading us would we be ready i don't know the government claims that the u.s is not ready for aliens the U.S. Department of Defense has released a report implying that America would not be prepared to deal with a space invasion. The document suggested to the United States does not currently have a clear plan or coordinated method to deal with UFO sightings. The Department of Defense's Office of Inspector General has made several recommendations, including bringing together various departments and their methods. A 2023 survey found that 92% of UFO sightings take place over the United States. It's unclear if these objects are truly from another planet or can be explained by something more earthly like another nation's military forces. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on. 92% of UFO sightings take place over the United States? Maybe that just means that we're dumb. <laughs> that Americans are dumb and believe that anything they see up in the sky is an alien. But the government could be wrong here. Because, I mean, you saw Independence Day. You saw the battle for Los Angeles. When the aliens come, we're ready for them. We just start shooting, ask questions later. We're ready. We're going to fly a plane up the mothership's ass and explode it yeah usa 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 i know it's hard out there to find a job and that's why janky town is here for you here's a job that i think a jankster could do i really do it's a rare and coveted job oscar meyer seeks a full-time driver of the iconic wienermobile Oscar Mayer is seeking to hire 12 hot doggers for full-time, year-long positions driving its iconic Wienermobile, a 27-foot-long hot dog on wheels. Interested individuals can apply on the Oscar Mayer website. The selected individuals, part of the 37th hot dogger class, will travel over 20,000 miles, visiting more than 20 states, distributing 250 wiener whistles, and managing social media content. According to the USA Today, the role includes unique ambassador-like duties such as overseeing weddings and introducing hot dog-flavored frozen pops. Less than 1% of applicants are typically chosen for these positions, making it statistically more challenging than gaining admission to an Ivy League university. Qualifications include strong communication skills, social media proficiency, a bachelor's degree in fields like public relations, communications, journalism, or marketing. 
and a fondness for hot dog puns. The job offers a base salary of $35,000, a weekly $150 allowance for meals and personal travel, 18 days of paid time off, a comprehensive health benefits package, and full coverage of hotel expenses. Wow. Thirty-five grand to travel the travel America and oversee weddings and do social media for Oscar Mayer. I'm sorry, that sounds like a ripoff to me because you're gonna be fat and you're gonna need that health insurance eating all those hot dogs. Well, Jank says I think that's it for today. Thanks a lot for listening and remember, if you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? <laughs> See you next time, Jang says. Squish! They're trying to cut my shit! We don't want you! We want you! But this is California! Yeah.